0: Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the When Life Gives You Lemons Go Vegan podcast. I'm your host Corinne Nidja and this podcast is where I share people's incredible stories of hope after transforming their lives with a low-fat whole food plant-based diet. You can also find interviews with plant-based doctors, nutritionists, psychologists and other experts sharing their professional experience with a plant-based diet for themselves and their patients. This week, is one such episode. This week, I was blessed to interview Drs. Dean and Aisha Sherzai, or Team Shirzai, the directors of the Alzheimer's Prevention Program at Loma Linda University Medical Center and are working at the cutting edge of brain science. This episode is going to blow your mind <laughs> I'm serious I was so excited to get this opportunity to interview Drs. Dean and Aisha Sherzai they are both neurologists and neuroscientists branded as team Sherzai this husband and wife team direct the Alzheimer's prevention program and using their Neuro, which stands for Nutrition, Exercise, Unwind, Restore and Optimise, plan to educate their patients on lifestyle change, the Scherz eyes prove that Alzheimer's disease does not have to advance and that whole body health is key to brain health. Last October 2017, their book, The Alzheimer's Solution, a breakthrough program to prevent and reverse the symptoms of cognitive decline at every age, was published to much acclaim and excitement. People who felt they had been given a death sentence suddenly had hope beyond fading away into their brains. The power of the Scherzheim message is that brain health is in your hands. Both my grandmothers had Alzheimer's, and was terribly affected by it and impacted on the whole family with my grandmothers not knowing who we were, who her grandchildren were. Ah, This information, it does give me hope because it is always kind of at the back of your mind that, you know, if my grandmother's had this disease, then it's likely that my mother's going to get it or, you know, my father's going to get it and I'm going to get it. And so hearing that, if you read their book, that basically what they're saying from all of their research is that about 90 percent, of Alzheimer's can be prevented, which is incredible. So that figure gives well gives gave me such peace of mind. And their book, I was lucky to be gifted a copy of it prior to the interview, and it is just filled with so much wonderful information that everyone should have in their homes and in their hands to, you know, give them some comfort and some hope that they that they can, you know, avoid or reduce the risk of them being affected by Alzheimer's in, you know, their later years or, you know, sometime in their life. The Scherzais have seen the efficacy of their work and believe their message should be spread across the world, which rightly so. The Scherzais are two of the world's top experts on the topic and they are launching a new and free interactive 25-day challenge to better brain health with daily emails, videos designed to empower the recipient. So if you are wanting to do that 25-day challenge, you can find information about it over at the Team Sherzai website and on social media at Team Sherzai. So yes, definitely have a look and do the 25-day challenge to better brain health. Dean and Aisha have been featured on the Dr. Oz Show, the London Times, Huffington Post, and as recent guests on the Rich Roll podcast and Kimberly Snyder podcasts as well as in academic journals. Dean and Aisha were inspired by the pain of watching their grandparents decline and work to bring a better future for their own two children. So this episode is really, really, really uh, so great. I'm so excited um, to share it with you. And I loved speaking to them. And I only wish I had have had like 24 hours to pick their brains and learn so much more for myself, for my family, for... My friends, everyone that I know, and for you guys, definitely. So, thank you all for listening and enjoy. Doctors Dean and Aisha. Okay, so Dean and Aisha, is that how you pronounce your name? Aisha. Aisha. That's right. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I'll switch to Doctors Dean and I, Dr. Aisha, because yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. So, welcome and thanks again for coming.
1: Thank you for having us. We're so pleasure. excited
0: to be here. Thank you. Uh, so I guess I don't know quite where to begin. I, as I said to you before we um, began recording, My both my grandmothers live with Alzheimer's and some for a really long time and the other one for a shorter period of time. And it was just like seeing my grandmother she didn't know who I was when she was dying. My grandmother didn't know who my father was. She thought, my father was her husband and she thought that I was his wife and it was just devastating the only positive I could see about it from my mum's mum was that my grandfather would walk into the room in the nursing home and say hello and her face she recognized him but her short-term memory yeah so she her face would light up with this like ah and she give he give her a hug and then he would literally walk out wait outside the door walk back in just to see her face go ah like again and we would all be like oh look how happy she is like and he would do that like for a visit like six times just to see her face beam again and so that was when I was seven or seven when she died and I remember just thinking oh my god Nana like she he was just here how can you forget him so quickly but seeing her face was was nice to see how much she loved him and you know, her face light up but it's just heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking for my dad and his brother and all of us grandkids because she just did not know me at all when she died. And so, hearing and reading your reading through your book and hearing about your work and the work that you both are doing, it's just groundbreaking. Like it's it is like it's just so inspiring, so encouraging, so amazing to think that this disease that most people think is just just your genetic kind of this is what's going to happen to you when you get to 70, 80, 90, you're going to forget your loved ones. It's just a given. It's just so incredible to think that, you know, that for many of us, and from from your work, 90% of us, may, that may not have to be the outcome for us, which is just awesome. Yes,
1: it is. It is. We're, we're excited as well. We we did the, uh, for the last 15 years, we've been working in all kinds of research institutions, National Institute of Health, where I was uh, in the experimental therapeutics branch, just the name should tell you, uh, 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 you know, throwing drugs at these dis- different diseases. And I was in Columbia University, and, and uh, we did a lot of research, and uh, we saw that uh, we're not against medicine. Medicine works. That's why we're living this long. But sometimes we become incredibly myopic and narrow in our vision. And, 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 and given that most of the things we do, we try to solve with one pill, a lot of times diseases of chronic, chronic age, disease of aging don't uh, comply, I mean, uh, the diseases of the brain, the most complicated organ in the body, uh, we, we know that it hasn't worked. In fact, nearly a trillion dollars in research worldwide has gotten us zero success. So are there for, for Alzheimer's, Aricept and Amanda and all these, they are not disease modifying. They just help with the symptoms. They don't slow the disease. They don't do anything as far as the course of the disease. They just, just help with the symptoms. So billions billions of dollars, and we have not done the course of disease. So uh, basically, um, uh, research has failed when it comes to Alzheimer's, and we're still spending billions of dollars trying to find one pill. Um, I, I, and I think it's a complicated disease that that you approach it from many different directions. We've written our book it's, multiple factors and depends on which factor affected you during life um, And which factor that you can influence with your lifestyle So that's the critical element here is that lifestyle does have an effect in Significantly pushing back the onset even if you have the genetic risk. So that's where we come from
0: So how did you discover this? I know that you you work out of Loma Linda the only Is it the only blue zone that exists currently? Yes.
1: In the United States. In the United States, that's correct. And and the only one that's been validated worldwide. And uh, Blue Zone being places where people live longer and healthier than everybody else.
0: Wow. And so could you just give us a bit of your background, how you got to this place where you started to look at the lifestyle impacts on people? Like, how did that begin for you?
2: Sure. Um. So, you know, we... we we both, um, well, actually, that's a long story, maybe for some other time. But when we met, we um, both were quite touched and affected by our family members going through this disease, Alzheimer's disease. Um, Dean's grandfather and my grandfather were both incredible people. There were community leaders and um there were icons for everyone in the family, and we uh, grew up uh, seeing them go through dementia and slowly and gradually lose parts of themselves. Um, to the point where they couldn't really recognize their children and their grandchildren. So we were intrigued as to what causes it. And that was one of the reasons why we went into neurology. Um, Being in neurology, being in the field of um, dementia and cognitive diseases and stroke, um, there's a very pessimistic outlook. Um, You know, Dean did his training in one of the best neuroscience programs in uh, in the united states at uh, san diego university of california san diego and you know i was there working as you know in the research lab and getting my master's there before i started my residency and day after day you would see patients coming into the clinic and all the doctors would do was to give them the diagnosis of alzheimer's disease tell them that it was going to get worse that there was no medicine for it Maybe, perhaps, offer a couple of pills for symptom management because there is no treatment for the disease and hand them a brochure for a nursing home or for a long term care facility. Um, and there really wasn't anything else that was being done. And, um, you know, seeing that over and over and over and over again, you become very negative about everything. So we started reading about, you know, uh, prevention and lifestyle and. One of the first things that we read was uh, Dan Buettner's um, concept of blue zones and how people live long lives. And we had several other databases that showed similar, um, similar patterns of longevity and cognitive health. And then we found out that Loma Linda, which is very close to San Diego, was just you know a few miles away from us. And we wanted to study the, uh, the population better. So we decided to move there. And and that's how we started our work studying about prevention of brain diseases or the epidemiology of brain, brain diseases and how it, um, you know, it essentially doesn't start at the onset of symptoms, that it takes decades for the brain uh, and it goes through the pathology for a very, very long time until it manifests. And that's how we got into the field of prevention of Alzheimer's disease.
0: Wow. <laughs> That's incredible and I now I want to move to Loma Linda because I've, I've always wanted to move to a blue zone since I just heard about them a few years a few years ago. And so have you found living in Loma Linda has changed the way you both live?
1: Oh, uh, definitely. Profoundly, definitely. Profoundly. Um, I um, uh, let's go 15 years ago or 16 years ago um, uh, when I lived in um, I used to drive to Philadelphia, where it's known for Philly steak and cheese. And this, this steak and cheese, um, about a foot and a half or a foot uh, a little plus, with with cheese with cheese dripping from it, and and I used to eat tons of it. And and and, and you know th- that's why I don't like the concept of moderation because if somebody <laughs> told me you know eat uh, fats and sugar and everything moderately, that would mean instead of five times a day I would be eating it three times a day. So what is moderation? Yeah moderation means nothing unless you know the denominator so um, yeah and and then my father had a heart attack at age four uh, all the uh, issues of family health came and we decided uh, to study and the more we, did, we completely switched Aisha she's a she was a chocoholic it's still healthy chocoholic but <laughs> but I was uh, into eats and and uh, fried food and we completely changed it and then we have two kids that are uh, eat uh, and exercise and 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 uh, keep their mind active and sleep well and all this stuff. So we 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 really have inculcated this into our own lives significantly.
0: It's amazing, like to hear of of your family and and the work that you've done because I think that so many people don't make that connection. Like so many other neurologists. But, you know, in the fear, like it's not that you're not a common breed. You know what I mean? Like, I would come across the same information about the research spending. They'd come across some information about that they'd be giving out the same. There's nothing we can do for you over and over again. I, I, I'm, I kind of gobsmacked that you guys came to this to this understanding. And what what do you think helped you kind of be open minded to this idea? Of lifestyle and diet. I mean, you know,
1: we were kind of—I I guess our personality types. Um, I mean, I left the NIH to go to Afghanistan to do uh, uh, to help out uh, with the with the with the efforts there, and then I've been to Af- Africa and other places. And Aisha has always done the uh, the courageous things, and we we, 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 we make the jump, and when, whenever we're uncomfortable with what we see, and and we we were seeing that um, the path that was being followed was not enlightening and it was not helpful and, and in so many ways it was disempowering to the patients again i repeat research is important research should go on even if it doesn't find a cure it will find an element of the disease that will help but the bigger picture we believe is going to be much more complicated even if it's a pill it's going to be multiple pills at different stages for different kind of d- dementias But we wanted to make sure we take a different path that already existed and nobody actually explored, especially when it came to brains. And we kept hearing these cynical books that just meant they were trying to make money off of people's fears with the latest gimmick. You know, grains are bad, or all of a sudden all proteins are good, and, you know, eating butter is good for you, like it was on Time Magazine or something. Gimmicks never work, it's more complicated, it's more comprehensive. And that's what we found. It's much more comp- comprehensive uh, than that.
0: Could you just, seeing as you're here on the show, obviously we can't not talk about your book. So I would love to hear from both of you about your
2: your research and about your book, The Alzheimer's Solution. So so we, we wrote the book in September of 2017. And it's a, a culmination of the kind of work we did at Loma Linda University and um, we've also included a summary of, um, you know, decades of research uh, pertaining to brain health and the different elements of lifestyle, including nutrition, exercise, stress management, etc. Um, it, it starts with, you know, the story of how we came um, to understand lifestyle, the importance of lifestyle better um, when it comes to brain health. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit just, you know, a few, few minutes ago. Um, and, you know, the general idea of how, how can lifestyle not affect your brain? You know, it's, it's, uh, it's incredible that we believe that lifestyle affects our hearts and, you know, our, our uh, kidneys and any other organ in our body. But, you know, for a very long time, people thought that, you know, the brain was almost like a black box that nothing from the outside could could affect it. But on the contrary, this, you know, um, three pound organ, which is 2% of your body's weight, consumes 25% of your body's energy at any given moment. And everything you do affects your brain first and then the rest of the body. The same kind of vessels, arteries, vasculature that is um in your heart or any other organ multiply that by many uh, you know by many numbers and you have it in your brain it's a very vascular very active organ so a description of the brain and how lifestyle affects it and then to simplify um the importance of lifestyle we created an acronym called the neuro, like neurology, where N stands for nutrition, E stands for exercise, U stands for unwind or stress management, R stands for restorative sleep, and O for optimizing cognitive activities and social activities. And our, um, our um, suggestion is that if you take care of these five elements, 90% of chance of developing Alzheimer's disease is is reduced during a normal span of life. And that, you know, everybody says, well, I have the genes and I'm definitely going to develop it. Um, we, uh, we now know that genes do not determine your fate. It's lifestyle that actually uh, gives you a range of when you develop the disease, even if you have very strong genetic markers for it you can push the disease, you know, 10 to 20 or uh, more years um, uh, ahead of it. So, you know, you decide whether you develop Alzheimer's disease in your 60s or beyond your 90s. And it's all in your in your hand. It's your decisions of what you do on a regular basis. So that's, that's what the book is all about. And we spend a lot of time being scientists and neurologists and being in the trenches with patients, every day, every single day. We made sure that whatever statement we made in the book was backed with science. So we have more than 300 references that talk about or that that back all of the statements that we make. And you know, people kind of worry about the 90%. It's like, how is it even possible that 90% of Alzheimer's disease can be prevented? We've never heard that before. It's an extrapolation of all the research that's been done. If you look at the nutrition, Section only. I mean, there's data that shows that, you know, following a, a plant based diet, they call it the Mind or the Mediterranean diet, but it's the plant components of that dietary pattern that makes the biggest difference. If you follow that diet, if you are adherent to it, your chances of Alzheimer's disease is reduced by 53%. If you exercise, even brisk walking reduces re- your risk of um, Alzheimer's by 40%. And then when you put in stress and sleep, and cognitive activity, or the complexity of all the mind challenges that you're faced on a regular basis, all of these will culminate in in uh, prevention of Alzheimer's disease very um, very early in life. Wow! I was because you <laughs> you just
0: answered so many of my questions all at once because I was going to ask you about how you came to the figure of ninety percent. <laughs> um, so that was really really yeah. It's just like when you put it like that, it's so clear. But it seems. It's,
2: it's, it's such a profound concept absolutely it's very empowering it's very very empowering um in contrast to what's out there um every now and then we see an advertisement on the television showing oh there's more research that that is being done on alzheimer's disease and hopefully we'll find treatment that's great we do believe that someday we will have treatment um and there's a lot of good research that is going on but you never want to wait for treatment. Um, you know, it's, it's here in the United States, Alzheimer's disease is the costliest disease um, compared to all the rest. Um, the second costliest disease, which is heart disease, costs um, $100 billion. Um, Alzheimer's costs, the direct cost only is about $259 billion. That's
1: in the U.S. alone.
2: That's in U.S. alone. And that's just 259. Yeah, billion. 200 billion, $259 billion. And then there are some indirect costs, about what, 240 billion, dollars. $240 billion of time lost, caregivers missing work, uh, putting in to take care of their family members. When you take that into consideration, it's just an enormous amount of money that is being spent on the disease with not much hope for it as of yet. Um, and, and, and this disease is going to collapse our, not only our healthcare system, but the entire system, um, in general. Um, uh, and, and we have to be able to, uh, prevent it. And since we have so much data, I think it's about time that we disperse this information as much as possible.
1: Projecting it this forward, the numbers are expected to grow exponentially. This is the fastest growing disease in the United States and the rest of the world. the number one cause of mortality and morbidity in uh, UK and Japan and several of the other world, first world countries. In US it's number three currently, but it's fast becoming number one. By 2040 to 2050, the cost is expected to climb worldwide as much as $20 trillion, which will overwhelm the planet. I mean, if we know, and we know this, that even if we're get, let's take the most conservative uh, estimates. Uh, which is, they say that if you institute lifestyle, you can push back the disease by five years. Well, if you push back the disease by five years and not what, not even what we say, uh, that will reduce the cost of the disease by half. That's $10 trillion in the next 20, you know, by 2040, by 2040, 2050. That's remarkable.
0: And how, and how would you do that? Like if you didn't do what you're saying and you, how would you give yourself an extra five years?
1: there's no other way you could do it except for lifestyle. So that's what we're saying, that if, you, if we institute lifestyle change, besides the obvious reason, which is all the suffering and everything else that will be reduced, the cost reduction is significant for the healthcare system. So that's why it's imperative. That's why we actually, all the profits from our book is going into the communities. We have a healthymindsinitiative.org, um, a, a, a non-for-profit organization, where cities have invited us to institute and educate the community and institute programs in different communities um, as far as awareness about brain health, especially Alzheimer's, and what they can do to institute lifestyle changes and what that would mean for each community in their own unique way. So uh, if there are communities that want us to come uh, into Australia and other places, we're willing as long as you know they support it and a hundred percent of the funds go back into the, that community. That's that's our objective is to raise awareness.
0: And so, people who are listening, obviously, um, obviously, whoever's listening, listened to all of my episodes. <laughs> um, so they already know what my my vibe is about a plant based, the benefits of a plant based diet. But I would really love to hear because people are, are we thinking like, why is this? Why is this growing? Like, why is it increasing so much? Like, what is what are the people doing that's making Alzheimer's grow so rapidly and become such, you know, such an expensive, just terrible epidemic in our society?
1: Yeah, so it's, a, it's the mechanism underneath all this. There are different mechanisms. You can come at the disease from different ways or from all four ways. The four ways we describe as inflammation, oxidation, glucose dysregulation and lipid dysregulation. That basically means those four processes, they're not separate, they can be connected, but you can have more of one or the other. Glucose dysregulation, sugar levels. We just published a research paper that showed that even people who don't have diabetes but have elevated sugar levels, they have a higher risk of dementia. Uh, The other one is fats, especially saturated and animal fats. There is a strong relationship with saturated fats and brain diseases in general, but especially with Alzheimer's. So you avoid fats, especially animal fats, you'll have less risk. There will be less, uh, your brain is the most vascular organ in your body by far. So those little micro vessels will get clogged with fat. And, and, and there's the, actually the mechanism is more complicated, but that's, that's what ha- will happen. And then inflammation be a direct inflammation from inflammatory diseases or inflammation as, as a result of too much sugar or too much fat saturated fat uh, and oxidation uh, you know that's why f- foods that are, uh, foods that have antioxidant qualities and characteristics protect so food matters food that foods that are bad mm-hmm. create these mechanisms and they accumulate over the years and foods that are good eliminate these these risks mm-hmm. and as it happens a whole food plant based diet by the nature of it being whole food, not processed, it has less sugar, because sugar is a processed thing. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and plant-based, meaning that eliminating the fats that come from uh, um, animal sources, reduce the chance of uh, uh, gluca- lipid dysregulation and, and these uh, uh, vessels clogging off and the brain being uh, going under inflammation, it reduces all of that. So a whole food, plant-based diet has been proven already for diabetes. Has many times, has it already been proven to be effective in reversing heart disease, and many other diseases, and and for some reason we thought it wouldn't do it for the brain, the most vascular organ in the body. Of course it does, and and we showed that.
0: I, I think that lots of people, like, I don't know, it's why we forget the neck up. We we think this, we seem to think it's like this this puzzle that we can never figure out. Like I I feel like it's so overwhelming for most people to think about how that's I mean, like the brain separate to the body for most
1: people. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? You're absolutely right. That's yeah. what I say. They think that it's a separate thing. It's not. It's a m- much more powerful uh, organ of the body. This three-pound organ, 2% of the body, actually consumes 25% of the energy.
2: Yeah, so uh, obviously, you know, what you eat matters. It's like creating an environment for that highly active organ, If you create a bad environment for it, it's going to shrivel or die. If you create a good environment for it with what you eat, it It will continue to grow and thrive and make connections. And it's it's incredible how much control we have over it on a regular basis. Yeah.
0: I I love hearing this. So I'm just sitting here in quiet awe (laughs) of what you're saying. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. your recommendation to someone who walked into your office today, like when, when should people start eating this way to help them, is it to help them prevent Alzheimer's? Like immediately is what I would say. But if people were worried about getting Alzheimer's when they're old, like when should they start making these changes to their diet when they're 60 or? Yeah,
2: it's, it's never too early. It's never too early to start eating well. And, um, Um, whenever, um, you know, the, the brain is also very forgiving. Um, it's it, um, if, if you start, if you start making the necessary changes with good food, um, it starts, it starts giving the brain a chance to connect and to grow. It's a very, very resilient organ. Um, and, um, you know, one of the most important things, that we want to convey to everybody is the concept of incremental um, advancement, which essentially means that it's not an all or none phenomenon. Um, And we have objective data for that uh, to say either you eat a whole food plant-based diet or you're doomed. Your brain will never get better. No, every small change towards um, a whole food plant-based diet makes a big difference. And, and you know, we have evidence from studies. One of the studies that I conducted at um, uh, Columbia. Columbia University using a very, very large database of about 144,000 women followed for, you know, decades. We found out that um, people who consumed essentially a whole food plant-based diet had a lower risk of score um, by about, um, you know, 44%. But the most important thing was we created an adherence score. So, you know, an adherence score of zero to nine. The how, nine how well was,
1: they stuck to the food right, to the diet.
2: If they ate a completely healthy diet, it, they got a score of nine. And if they were, you know, negating everything, they got a score of zero. But it was so interesting that every step towards that nine, towards the highest adherence, made a big difference as far as stroke reduction was concerned. And the same is seen with other uh, in other studies as well. So what we tell people is find out what works for you. Find out what you like, what you dislike, what you can do, what your limitations are. And taking all of these things into consideration, make a plan of ultimately getting to that point, but make small changes. Because when you make small changes and you succeed in them, That creates a pattern of habit in your brain and the basal ganglia, and it's easier for you to go to the next step. So we definitely believe in progress and slow incremental um, development. Toward an optimal. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, so if you're like 65 and you're starting to have some memory issues, some confusion that kind of thing and and you're listening to this podcast perhaps and you're thinking oh my gosh I've been eating this way for so long is it possible to get that 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 deficits back um, with with this way of eating or is it just is it is this way of eating if they adopted it today or or an improved version of their current eating today would that kind of suspend them where they are like what would happen if you were sick what would you say to someone who was 60 who was already starting to have some memory loss and some difficulties with cognition
1: so obviously it's a personalized thing depends on all the other medical problems they have and all the other history and everything else but in general anybody who starts uh, in this direction they'll definitely see an improvement they will see a benefit Um, uh, it's all personal depending on where everybody has been in their journey and how much damage but everybody should see some improvement. Everybody should see some 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 degree of change in their uh, their cognitive capacity. Not alone just avoiding disease, but improvement in cognition. Uh, uh, but that's that's what should be the driving factor.
0: And like I always say, and I'm just going to say it again because you know, people may not have heard me say it before, is just that when I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, and I adopted this way of eating, people often say to me. So I'm, and I'm just repeating myself for the millionth time, but. Pe- but just because it's important. People often say, look, what who's to say you're not gonna have a relapse with MS tomorrow? And what, you know, you're going to die of something, that kind of mentality. And I always say like when I changed my diet, yes, I haven't had a relapse or a symptom of multiple sclerosis in almost 10 years, which is amazing. But if I had a relapse tomorrow, would I have any regrets of adopting this diet? No, because I also overcame chronic pain in my joints, in my skin, in, from fibromyalgia. I don't have that anymore. I also stopped being constipated. My brain frog went away. I slept. Slept better I had more energy I exercised more I lost weight <laughs> like the the benefits still even if you know they don't for this person that's 65 who has cognition problems even if let's say she doesn't become Albert Einstein tomorrow the the benefits are still far greater than this there's no losing <laughs> there's no losing
1: Exactly.
2: exactly that's that's an incredible story by the way congratulations and you know you you you're such an inspiration for so many people but that's that's exactly it we agree with you um there really isn't any loss in this diet and when it comes to taste and food preferences you know uh, people say oh i'm i'm very afraid to let go of my sausages and my bacon and eggs and cheese and things of that nature but you know plant-based diet can be so delicious and especially with um with you know so many options that we have now i actually went to culinary school while i was training for neurology at columbia university i'd be in my scrubs in the morning in the icu and i'd be cutting carrots and onions at night just because of the value of the plant-based diet and how important it is and how delicious it can be so you know with minor changes and with some practice I think it's it's one of the best things that we can do for our body.
0: So if you were going, I know you have to go soon, and I, I, I really want to spend another 10 hours talking to you about this because it's just <laughs> s- definitely will. so valuable. But I just wanted to say in the last five minutes, firstly, what would be, if you were talking, you know, you're talking to my audience, but I mean, what would be your tips for someone who wants to prevent this for themselves or their family members Um, starting today? Like what could they do to start today to help them prevent Alzheimer's in the future?
1: Uh, Figure out where your problems are. There are are five elements, uh, nutrition, exercise, um, stress, sleep. We call it restful sleep, not just because you knocked yourself out. It's not. And then the last one is optimizing mental activity, challenging mental activity. So pick one area in each of these, one small step better than where you are and start instituting that. And stay with that for six weeks because it takes about that long to create a habit. If it's diet, we say start with saturated fats or animal fats. One of them, let's say reduce cheese or reduce red meat or eliminate sugar. I'm talking about simple sugars and start there and you will see an incredible difference mm-hmm. uh, in six to eight weeks. Initially, it might be tough because any change in diet is gonna be tough. And, and, and stop not, not to focus on any gimmicks, or any vitamins or any of this or that, it's a whole food that actually is the source of health because they and all the vitamins in food and vegetables and fruits and legumes and, and nuts work in synergy. And so take one element and make that a habit. I'm going to reduce saturated fats in this form, or I'm gonna reduce sugar in this form. And you'll see, initially difficult, but the gain will be immense. And that, will, that small step, that one step, Will be the nightest the beginning of a whole pattern because if you do it the other way, which is I'm going to turn plant based overnight, it's not going to happen. It's going to be a failure. There are people that can do that, but uh, but but th- that usually creates failure. Or I'm I'm going to run the marathon in a month. That that's a failure.
2: Yeah.
1: I you know walk if you have never you haven't done exercise in a while, walk you know a rapid pace for ten minutes for a month, and so a small step in each of these will actually benefit you more than just that act because it creates the highway of habit because from that, then other habits can build. That's what I would say to that.
0: That is such good information and such good advice. And I think starting, I think even for myself, you do think, oh, let's just cut out all the things, but that's just so much. And for people who are listening and they're like, I can't go whole food plant-based overnight, but cutting out just Cheese, or saying cutting out just the sugar in your tea for six weeks,
1: or cutting out exactly, yes. exactly. Um, I mean, that's how we have people with this uh, binary approach of all or none. Uh, that's how doctors have failed people. It's not all or none. We have to work around people's strengths and people's proclivities and resources, and or let them do it. And and once a person does it around their own capacities and in small increments, when they see the successes. That will be a momentum that that's irreversible
0: It's so true, and I have to say i I have been so guilty <laughs> of doing the opposite of thinking, "Oh, let's just do it all, but what you're saying is so much more doable and achievable, and once you do start getting those small wins, it gives you the confidence to keep going and motivates you to keep keep going until you you know you're you're a whole food plant based you know warrior. <laughs>
1: I tell you, um, the the best part of our book, I believe, is the habit component. Um, There is science, there's plenty of science that shows that habits uh, are created in small increments, and they, when when, when you do it that way, you create literal highways, neuronal paths that help other habits build. But if you take everything on at once, not only do you not create neuronal habit pathways, you create an impediment, this sense of defeat so that's why it's critical to start in small increments well defined increments and move in those steps and, and and that's the best part of our book I believe
2: yeah I no,
0: agree. Well, I can't wait. I've, I've got a. I got sent a copy of your book, but I can't wait to get the hard copy so I can actually have the. I like a physical book in my hand. But everyone who's listening, you should definitely go out and fi- and find on Amazon or Booktopia, um, the Alzheimer's Solution. Or it's available on your website as well. The Team Scherzy yes. yes. website as well. Yes. yes. Um, buy the book and read it because it's just going to be. Just change your life. As far as you know, who wants to be sitting there? Most, how, how many people get? Uh, uh, do they suge- suggest get Alzheimer's at this at this time? What's the percentage of people who get it in the end?
1: It's it's quite significant. About ten percent of people over the age of sixty five get it, and then every ten years thereafter it doubles. But the cognitive decline or decline in, in thinking happens much earlier and a larger percentage. That's critical. One other thing uh, on our website, teamsharesi uh, T-E-A-M-S-H-E-R-Z-A-I. If you go there in a week, there will be a brain health assessment tool where people can go in and figure out where they are as far as their journey of brain health and we'll, they'll get a score and everything. So, so they can use that as well.
2: And also I would just want to add that all of the profits coming from the book Go towards a community empowerment projects. We have a Healthy Minds initiative, and people can read about it on Healthy Initiative dot org o r g. All the profits go to this five hundred one c three, a non for profit organization that we've created, and we use it to create brain health workshops in communities where it's much needed. So, by buying the book, you're actually yeah, you're supporting all of those causes.
0: Yes, excellent, excellent. Excellent work, both of you. I am so sad that we have to go because <laughs> I know you've got another interview to go to and I
2: don't want to make you late for that. Thank um, you. definitely will be in touch and um, hope to speak with you again sometime soon. Thank you so much for everything that you're doing for, for the community. Thank uh, you.
0: You're welcome. Thank you so much for coming on the show and taking the time. I, I can't wait to share this interview because I think it's going to help so many people. Thank, Thank you both. You
2: very- Really appreciate it. Thank you, Team
0: Sherzai. Next time I'm going to need, as I said, hours of your time because I just loved hearing what you have to say and the research and work that you're doing into Alzheimer's prevention. It's truly needed and, it can, uh, you know, I just know that, you know, the more people who this message reaches, the better it is for everyone because I think most people have been touched by this terrible disease in one way or another and, yeah. It's just so wonderful that you're doing the work that you're doing. So thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your incredible work and your book with us. So if you or someone you know have been affected or impacted by Alzheimer's, I highly, highly recommend getting your hands on a copy of The Alzheimer's Solution at their website, teamcherzai.com forward slash book forward slash. So that's T-E-A-M-S-H-E-R-Z-A-I.com com slash book slash. You can also follow them on social media at Team Shirzai. And if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, you can do so. (laughs) You should do so because I put out new episodes every Sunday slash Monday. And also you can follow to be updated on social media at Facebook at When Life Gives You Lemons Go Vegan Facebook page, which means that you get updates, you get special little insights and things that I don't share anywhere else, just about who's coming on the show, what's happened in the interviews, you know, what my thoughts about them are, um, that kind of thing. So, yes, that's when Life Gives Your Lemons go vegan. Facebook page. If you have the time, I would truly, 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 truly appreciate it if you could give this podcast a five star rating on iTunes um, and leave a kind review. That would really, really help me to share these messages to more people. Um, yeah, that would be so awesome, and I will give you two high fives for doing that. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, it's also available on Stitcher app if you're on Android. And I think that that's everything. Now next week I I think I'm just going to surprise you with the guest that I choose. So yes, keep keep an eye out for next week's episode. It's going to be great episode number 30. I'm super excited. So thank you all so much for listening and please share this with your family and friends who might be affected by Alzheimer's. So like, share you know, Facebook spam everyone (laughs) with this episode because as you've heard, it's got such a tremendously incredible message and I think it has something valuable for so many people um, across the world. So thank you so much to Drs. Dean and Ayesha again. I really, really feel so blessed to have had you on this show because it's such a, such a powerful message. Thank you. Bye, everyone. See you next week. (coughs)